Welcome to the Smeichel Speaks podcast channel. I'm Joanne Smeichel, and I'm delighted that you tuned in for relevant leadership learning that will help you continue to soar. Enjoy this episode. Thank you for asking for more of these short What Would You Do episodes. I appreciate your feedback on them. I appreciate the fact that they're useful to you. And I am going to keep trying to, well, I'm not going to keep trying to, I am going to continue incorporating them on the podcast channel. So today, this What Would You Do is about moving forward in an organization. Well, actually, it's about moving an organization forward. And you'll understand it in just a second. Let me tell you about this This client. His name's Carlos. He is the chief operating officer of a huge, very, very large, highly respected nonprofit based down in Washington, D.C. He loves the mission and sees that the organization can have tremendous impact. And he's been there for about two years now. He's frustrated. And his frustration is that he can't move the organization forward. Not that he thought that he alone could move the organization forward, but he thought that he and his team and, you know, collaborators could. And he's finding that that's just not happening. He does have a great team. They like him. They respect him. The the issue is that he sees more potential than the board and the CEO can ever imagine. So Carlos had an idea for launching a new virtual learning option for their target population. And he put together a cross-functional, cross-level team to create a plan. The virtual learning that they devised was in complete alignment with the mission and the strategic goals of this nonprofit. And he didn't start the project without approval from the CEO. Her name's Andrea. She endorsed it. She encouraged him to move forward with developing an approach. They both agreed that the organization was lagging behind in offering virtual learning. And they knew that they were losing touch with their constituents. So this virtual learning was thought to be a great idea, a great step forward. So he thought. And Carlos kept Andrea in the loop as his team was working on it and flushing out the whole initiative. Well. Here comes Judgment Day. He was flabbergasted when he scheduled time for his team to present what they had developed to her. She said she knew they needed to do it, but didn't know if the time was right. Andrea said that she didn't know if they should really enter the virtual learning space. What she did, in essence, was to put the kibosh on all the work that Carlos and the team did. Well, you know, they were disappointed. In fact, they were a little bit ticked off, and really demoralized. Now, Carlos was more than disappointed. He had noticed a trend. They hired him with a mandate to turn the organization around from the inside out. He was tasked with rebranding, upping their social media presence, and developing some innovative approaches so that they could have more impact. They did work in poverty alleviation, and they wanted to have more impact in that. The trend he noticed was that every time he produced a deliverable that was in alignment with what he was hired to do, Andrea put the brakes on it. 
She often told him that she didn't believe that it was time for bold moves, that they just weren't ready yet, um, that, you know, she just didn't think it was time. And he got tired of hearing that. Um, Sometimes she would say to him, I don't think we have the bandwidth to take on new initiatives. And one time she told him, you know, Carlos, we really just want you to keep the ship afloat. To him, it really felt like Andrea was sabotaging him, his work, his people, um, that while they hired him to do one thing, she didn't really want to do it. Um, Carlos felt like she was happy with things exactly like they'd been for the past 20, 30, 40 years. And he felt like she was a little too comfortable because it worked for her. In truth, it wasn't working for the organization. At least it wasn't working from the or- for the organization from Carlos's perspective. So Carlos did some digging, and he was trying to figure out why is she hampering me from doing this job? And what he found out was that the board of directors had a big hand in creating his position and in hiring him. They saw that the organization was lagging behind. And they knew it was impacting donations, grants, and all sorts of other funding. So several of the board members thought that the organization was positioning itself to be obsolete. Now, I got to say, Andrea was a really good PR person. As a CEO, she was really good at networking. She had a lot of connections on Capitol Hill. And she was also always ready for a photo op. So Carlos continues to be frustrated. And what he knows is that he has access to a couple of the really influential board members, but he's not sure he wants to leverage those relationships. He's had quite a few frank conversations with Andrea about how stymied he feels. And what she does is she says a few placating things, and then it goes back to the way it is. It goes back to business as usual. Now, here's, here's one of the sticky things for Carlos. He doesn't want to have his reputation, his professional reputation, his brand attached to a dying organization. But he's committed to the mission and he wants to serve. He really cares about the people. He sees a few options. Now, let me tell you what he sees. The first he sees is he can talk to his contacts on the board. Second thing he thinks is he can have another conversation with Andrea, although he thinks, he knows, and I agree with him that it's going to be fruitless. Third thing he thought about is that, and is thinking about, is that he could talk to a couple of the major donors because they're in his friend circle and he sees them socially a lot. They might be able to put pressure on Andrea or on the board or both, but Carlos does not like playing politics, so he's not real cool with that particular option. Now, the other option that he sees and that he's leaning towards is updating his resume and moving along. He doesn't really want to do that because of the mission of the organization. So here's the question. What would you do? Are there other options that Carlos can create? How would you navigate this situation? Think it through. Think about it from multiple perspectives. Talk about it with friends and with colleagues just to hear other perspectives. See how many options you can create because that is what it is all about. 
creating options, particularly when you're in a leadership role. It's also about creating options for ourselves and our lives so that we don't feel stuck. It's all about options. So how many options can you create? How many options? Are you stuck? Are you stymied? If you are, this is a great place to begin to test your ability to be generative, to generate new options and new solutions. What would you do? Thanks for listening to this podcast. I hope you got tools that you'll actually use and share. Subscribe if you haven't already. I add new and relevant leadership learning all of the time. If you haven't visited the Smichael Speaks YouTube channel, check it out. There's all sorts of new content. All of this is virtual leadership learning that will help you soar.